Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Paranormal Stakeout. I'm Larry Lawson, your host and guide as we continue our journey into the unknown to find out what really exists on the other side. And as always, I'm coming to you from the headquarters of the Exxon Radio and Television Broadcast Network in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I'm speaking to you from the studios in the southern command post of the Exxon Nation in beautiful Vero Beach and Felsmere, Florida, in the good old U.S. of A. And uh, tonight, I uh, got a return guest. Very excited to have Mr. Mark Muncy uh, back on the show. Mark is the creator of Hellview Cemetery, a charity haunted house in Central Florida that was so infamous it was banned by the city of Saint Petersburg. An author of horror and science fiction, he has spent over three decades collecting ghostly tales and reports of legendary beasts in Florida. Eerie Florida is his first work for the History Press, and he currently lives in St. Petersburg, Florida, on the remains of an ancient Indian midden with his fiancée and illustrator, Carrie Schultz. Occasionally, he's visited by his daughters when they remember he's still there. And what, Mark, you may be disappearing on him from the sounds of it. How are you, my friend? We're doing well. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, welcome, welcome back, welcome back. I, I, I as I'm reading this, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, uh, Hillview Cemetery. Um, oh yeah. Tell us a little bit. Of, yeah, tell me a little bit about that because I, I even noticed your uh, Skype address is Hillview.net. What is that exactly? Uh, well, originally it was a uh, it was back in '96. Uh, I we'd done a couple years working at Halloween Horror Nights, and I was a new dad. And we were making the drive from St. Petersburg to Tampa along the I-4 dead zone. And, uh, you know, it's a pretty pretty scary road. And I was like, you know, I'm a new dad. I, I should probably just do something at the house. So we started, we decided uh, to build our own haunted house in, in our yard. And uh, when we started digging, we discovered that we were on top of a shell midden. Mm-hmm. And, um, now, and we, now, for, for our guests, so let me interrupt you there. For our, yeah. our guests that are listening, what is a midden? Can you uh, describe I, that? The Native Americans of the area, which in this area were the Tokabagans, uh, or maybe the Wheaton Island culture, uh, they um, they basically, and it's pretty common all over uh, Florida and many other coasts, uh, instead of uh, you know, burial mounds, what they do is they, you know, they come down here, they were drawn to the beautiful sand and, you know, and beaches, and, you know, and, they would, and their primary diet was mostly shellfish. So they would just you know, eat the shellfish, 
throw them in big piles in the middle of town and cover them with dirt. And they would just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And they just kept covering them in dirt <laughs> to keep the smell out. And that became their garbage dumps. That was, you know, really early landfills. And uh, that was, um, and they became shell middens. And, um, and some were burial mounds and some other things like that too, you know, and temple mounds. But mm-hmm. uh, the shell middens are the most common. And pretty much anywhere in Florida that rises more than a few feet is probably a shell midden uh, <laughs> of some sort. Yeah, we've got we got a ton of them over here in, in, in our neck of the woods too. So anyway, didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted nice. to make sure we we knew what that was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, not so, everybody. Yeah, I keep forgetting. You know, sometimes you talk these terms so much, and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot. I got to explain to everybody. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. So the, we dug down, and but the the archaeologist who came out said, uh, well, I'm just glad it wasn't one of the lost cemeteries of Tampa Bay. And I'm like, well, lost cemeteries in Tampa Bay. I didn't know about this. And you know, and suddenly I start looking into it. And immediately we discovered there were several pioneer cemeteries that were no longer around. Nobody knew where they were. The city had sprung up and been built over them, you know, after they'd been abandoned. So um, we found out one of them was called Hillview. And the uh, Tales from the Crypt fan in me immediately said, okay, we're calling it Hellview. And uh, that became our thing is that this lost cemetery rises every Halloween. And so that was the key. We started basing all of our stories in the haunted house on... Uh, local lore and legends, and we we spookied them up. We called it hell viewing it, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and now to, you know most people you're going through a haunted house you don't know okay this this lady with vampire fangs is jumping out at me, uh, you know. But we had based her on a legend in Tampa Bay called Madame Orr, who ran a bordello and was so infamous it got burned down by Teddy Roosevelt and his Rough Riders, and um, and so. Yeah, we decided that sounded just like from dusk till dawn, so we made her a vampire. Now, you're walking through the haunted house, you just see this you know, vampire lady jumping out at you in a burning building. You don't understand the story, but if you went to our website, you know, before you came to visit us, you saw this story and you read it. And these stories started going, becoming a bit famous on their own, and we didn't know that at the time. Now, this will to give you some timeline on this, this is back on a GeoCities website, and we had an AOL address at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that'll give you some, you know, for internet ancients there. Um, and uh, anyway, so, you know, what happened was is we started, you know, we, we would collect this, and people would come in and go, wow, uh, we haven't seen Madame Moore in a couple years. Is she still around? Uh, we haven't seen, you know, the Blackwater clan. We, we read about them a couple years ago. And, you know, and so suddenly, the, you know, our characters had a following and oh. I was happy to show the, some Tampa history that nobody knew. And, of course, we spread out beyond Tampa Bay pretty quick because, you know, there's only so many stories you can do. And, uh, you know, instead of having a werewolf jump out at you, we had a skunk ape jump out at you. And, you know, all this stuff. So it was a lot of fun. And that's where it all really started was way back then. When the city shut us down, what we had was piles of stories because people were sending us other legends and stuff. And yeah. we needed a, a place to put them. And so we uh, started, we're like, okay. So we had put a couple books out during the time of the haunt that were mostly just stories of the, you know, the, the stories from the haunted house website uh, repackaged. And that was more because some people had been posting our stories and claiming them as theirs. And uh, especially on the early creepypasta website and stuff like that. And that annoyed us. So we were like, oh, here, let's post the books. So that way nobody can copyright, steal our copyrights anymore. So, so you were you were out gathering these stories. Did you become a paranormal investigator of sorts, or so, kind of? We started. What what happened was people wanted the real stuff. We started realizing that people didn't want these. They wanted the spooky versions, yeah, but they really wanted the real legend. It's like, oh, you talked about this. You know, where's that come from? And we're like, okay, let's let's start really looking into it. And so we kind of we kind of became paranormal journalists. We would, uh, you know, go on ghost investigations. We would go on Bigfoot hunts, or skunk ape hunts down here in Florida. Yeah, and uh, you know, go on, uh, <laughs> you know, UFO watches. All the, you know, we hit the whole gamut. And so, but we weren't really doing the investigation. I mean, we were participating and helping as best we could. But we were there more for the story, more for the experience. And we let the, you know, the the guys who knew what they were doing run their show. And that's mm-hmm. why we were just kind of there to record it. And that became our book, uh, Eerie, Florida, which uh, was our bestseller. Uh, we followed up a year later with uh, Freaky, Florida, uh, that came out last year. 
And now our third book is coming out this fall called Creepy Florida. And uh, my lovely and talented now wife, Carrie Schultz, uh, is um, the illustrator. So she brings those monsters and ghosts that won't pose for pretty pictures uh, to life with her illustrations. Well, how important is the history to you? Uh, you, You're talking about the legends, but tell, tell us how you wrap the history into the legends. See, and that's I what it all goes back to was uh, I'm, I've, I've always been a history buff. Uh, but when we were in St. Augustine, one of my earliest trips to St. Augustine with my my young children, uh, we had just moved down to Florida and um, we were taking a ghost tour of St. Augustine because, mm-hmm. you know, hey, was, I was looking for more stories and uh, and uh, we had just moved back to Florida and um and we were looking for stories for the haunted house and the ghost tour led us by Huguenot cemetery. And I already knew the story of judge Stickney, a creepy ghost story there. And so I wasn't really interested in that. I wanted new stuff. So I took my, my, my youngest daughter over by the gates, the old gates. Cause I knew that's where the tour was going to wind up. Right. And she was running around playing by the old uh, town gates right across from the Castillo, the big famous castle there. And, uh-huh. uh, and she comes running up to me after a minute and says, Dad, Dad, uh, my friend over there tells me we've got to be careful of Jack. And I'm like, huh? And she's like, just watch out for Jack. He's It's bad news. Like, okay. And she ran off and went back over there. And I was just kind of watching. I'm like, who is she playing with? Well, the ghost tour catches up to us right about that time. And he starts talking about the, the ghost of the gatekeeper that I didn't know about. And the fact that the gatekeeper had a daughter. And after the gatekeeper died after a yellow fever outbreak, um, his daughter stayed on duty for a couple more weeks, warning people about yellow fever and stay away from the town. And then suddenly the history buff in me goes, wait a minute, they didn't call it yellow fever. What did they call it? And so I I asked the the tour guide and I said, you know what they called yellow fever back then? Because they didn't call it that. Oh, they called it this, they called it that. And they also called it yellow jack. And suddenly it hit me and I looked over at my daughter and, and this is her earliest memory is seeing the little girl at the gates telling her to watch out for Jack. And, (laughs) um, and so suddenly it hit me that this, these ghosts, it's history. If I didn't know the history of that, I would have just assumed my daughter was talking about some guy named Jack. Amen. The history is so, so important. You're, you're telling that story, and I'm listening to it. I'm f- really familiar with it because I'm just down the road from St. Augustine a bit. And, uh, yeah, that's that's quite an interesting uh, story. In fact, that my son and I had our very first significant experience in St. Augustine, so that's a pretty darn cool place. Oh, yeah, that town is amazing. Um, when uh, We're getting ready to take our, our first break here in just a minute, but uh, I, I'm really, really curious uh to find out if in all your many trips through Florida, which we're going to delve into more in a few minutes, I would really, really like to know how many experiences that you've had um, while you're out with groups. I know you're not a paranormal investigator per se, but have you had some experiences? Be happy to tell you when we get back. Okay, that's fair enough. So, folks, we're getting ready to take our first break. I'm with Mark Muncy, of, author of Erie, Florida. So uh, stay with us. We've got some more great stories, and we're going to be back to you in just a few minutes. But I do want to mention his website, e- Erie, Florida, E-E-R-I-E, Florida.com. We'll be right back after this, folks. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, 
international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, Mark Muncy of Erie, Florida. Um, Mark, in our last uh, segment there towards the end, though, uh, we... I made mention of uh, had you had any experiences yourself while you're out researching these uh, creepy legends in our the beautiful Sunshine State. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've encountered? Um, one of our earliest trips, and it was actually uh, when we were just kicking around the idea of doing Erie, Florida. Uh, we teamed up with a local ghost troop here in St. Petersburg, and they were tearing down the uh, Bellevue Biltmore Hotel out on Clearwater Beach. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was a beautiful place. I think it was the host of the first ever Taps Con when uh, they were here doing their convention. It was the first time they'd ever brought Robert the Doll up out of Key West uh, was for that convention back in the day. So that was, you know, late 80s, early 90s, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty uh, amazing time. And uh, anyway... You know, you know, that building was, you know, is, is fantastic history and infamously haunted on the third floor by a bellhop. And we went there. It was one of their last days. It was actually their last day being open before they were tearing it down. And um, they had a big to do. They were and it, it's kind of funny. I had a dual purpose there. I was there. You know, they were selling all the stuff there. And I thought, oh, man, I can snag some stuff. It'll be some spooky stuff for the haunted house. But I also wanted to go with some groups and see if there were any ghosts. And um, and we went with this one paranormal team, a local Tampa Bay team. And uh, they were there to look for the ghosts. And I'm with them. And we get there. And they are there are people everywhere. And, of course, the stuff's selling for a lot out of my price range. I was naive. Uh, <laughs> but um, but the, you know, there, there are people dressed up. There's all these people are dressed up in like 20s flappers outfits and, you know, and the bellhops are all dressed up in the old bellhop uniforms. It was, you know, crazy. And we were like, oh, man, this is this is wild. This is cool. You know, something we won't see again. So we're taking a lot of photos down there, catching all these people and stuff. And we go, you know, at one point we're like, OK, we got to get up to the third floor. Got to get up to the third floor. So the group breaks off um, and we go up to the third floor. And as soon as we get out of the elevator, we see a bellhop come out of the haunted room and start walking towards us. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. So cool. They had somebody up here, you know, dressed to do it. It was amazing. And they're all like, yeah, that's bravo, man. Bravo. And he walks by us. And then the girl on the far end looks over at us and goes, who are you, who are you talking to? So we had cameras we had equipment they had infrared they had microphones they had all this stuff none of it was turned on because nobody thought it was the ghost everybody thought it was one of the costume guys downstairs it was solid it was real and then we're all like where did he go he just disappeared and oh man that's the way it always works always works right and it's like and so that's when, you know, when we talk at conventions or, you know, whenever public speaking at libraries and stuff like that, I always ask everybody, how many of you have ever seen a ghost? You know, hold up your hand. And, you know, some people will and a lot of people don't. And I go, for those of you that didn't, how do you know? And that's when I tell them that story. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I was with professionals and they yeah. didn't think about it at the time. They were going to set up at the end of the hall. Yeah. How, how uh, many people saw this? Uh, four. Four <laughs> saw it. One didn't. And including myself, I was one of the ones that saw it. So, so four of us saw it. One didn't. And yeah. that shows you how some people just don't see it. Some people can't see it. And that's when we start looking into the science behind it and stuff like that. And uh, that, you know, makes you a believer. Now, we've had some other experiences on some other events. We uh, went to the grave of uh, Wicodemus, which is a legendary site up on Amelia Island, mm -hmm. uh, the grave of a supposed demon. And if you say certain words, it's supposed to conjure it and uh, and bring the winds railing and the, and the ground shaking. And we tried it. And as soon as we did, the winds picked up and a freak gale came through. And it even got on the news as we were driving home. We couldn't record any audio there for our microphones because the wind was so strong suddenly. And, of course, on the news, it's talking about, you know, sudden sudden gusts, you know, coming from the Gulf you know, or coming from uh, uh, the Atlantic. And it's just like, wow. I know it was coincidence, but it was still a scary time. So. Well, and that's the sort of thing that feeds legends, too, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly. And that's. You know, it all feeds, and that's you know that's part of what we do is we you know we get these weird legends, and we try to boil it down to okay, where did this really come from? There's a great story in St. Pete called Many Lights, and uh, you know it's if you see these lights on a hill, you know something's coming after you and you'll disappear. And then on the south side, the same version of the legends is it's Minnie Lightning. She's the voodoo queen of St. Petersburg. And she sends her alligator men out to catch your children if they're <laughs> out after dark. And then there's another story about Minnie Lights was a burned down house where she was a boarding house lady who had circus people staying in her boarding house. So the town burned it down. And, you know, and that's the ghostly lights you see. So it's all these weird stories. And I'm like, where does this come from? And so you start boiling down into it. And you find out, okay, there was a Mennonite that had a boarding house in Gibsonton across the bay, which was the circus town. There was a circus fire in that area. The, Men the Mennonite community is still heavy over there. Um, so many lights, Mennonite, circus fire. So that kind of ties in. What about alligator people and a voodoo queen? You know, where's that tie into this? And then, you know, and then suddenly we discovered tourism. That was the key. We were in the St. Pete History Museum, and we're digging through the archives, and we find there was an ad for a local alligator farm, and the ad was in the form of a little fan that you'd hand out to tourists, you know, a little hand fan to cool yourself off with while you're standing out in the Florida heat in the 20s or 30s, and sure enough, the fan had a picture of uh, little children being chased by alligators, and that's when you realize they used to go out and round up the poor kids, usually African-American, sadly, and they would come out at night and they would kidnap the kids and throw them in the alligator pits to entertain tourists. Can't whoa, whoa, believe whoa, 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 whoa. I want to make sure I heard that right. They would yes. take kids and throw them in the alligator pits to entertain tourists? Yep, totally. You know, and uh, that's where the legend from the south side is. You know, you see the lights because that was the guys hunting for children to kidnap them after dark. It was to keep your kids inside. And it morphed into this voodoo child, you know, with alligator people that kidnap you. And it's, so that's how the story morphed. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, so the truth was scarier than any fiction on that, on that legend. But, but it also does something else. It shows that you, you're doing something that not enough of us folks in the business do, and that's do the proper research. You took a, basically a ghost story, you did the research, found the history, which is so vitally important, and found an even darker story, but something definitely not supernatural. Uh, and and that's, that's what makes history in this entire uh, realm, this field, so blasted important. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's why we're with History Press. You know, uh -huh. History Press discovered, oh, hey, there's some money in these ghost books and they do tie to history. And mm -hmm. uh, so so thankfully they've been with us for three books now and they love us. And uh, and, uh, you know, it's 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 been a joy so far. We're finally expanding out of the state. Uh, I, you know, we've traveled 15,000 miles and only left the state a couple times. 
So it's uh, <laughs> it's it's, well, it's time to move on. So well, <laughs> how well how much how often you you said you've only been out of the state a, a couple of times? Is it part of your plan to start uh, researching some of these legends? Maybe uh, South Georgia, South Carolina, places like that. We were just at the Lizard Man Festival at Bishopville, South Carolina, just last month, uh, to talk to some eyewitnesses of that famous encounter, where they now have the Lizard Man Festival uh, every year, uh, which we were honored to be guests at, and uh, and that's part of what we're working on now is a new project with our publisher, where we're going to be uh, hitting uh, you know almost everywhere we can, uh, and going to look into the history behind the classic legends and then some you don't know and then some you know paranormal hotspots and uh we might throw in some good places to eat along the way because you know we're foodies <laughs> at heart too so well i gotta back you up a little bit the lizard man where, where'd you say that was it's at bishopville south carolina uh famous encounter uh, uh just a few years ago uh in the you know mid 90s and uh made national news made international news uh, first spotted by a couple young teens, uh, then some other people, and then a sheriff investigation into it. Uh, there's um, dozens of eyewitnesses now. Uh, the Scrape or Swamp is the uh, the most the, his hangout. The uh, town of Bishopville actually issued a warning when the eclipse was coming through that area, saying they weren't sure how the eclipse was going to affect the lizard man, but be on your toes, you know that sort of thing. <laughs> So, what do they uh, say the lizard man is? They 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 don't know. It's uh, he's definitely a reptilian, you know, biped. You know, it's their bigfoot. Uh-huh. It's okay. you know, their mothman. It's they've claimed him as their own, and you know, it's a swampy area. There's alligators. There's all kinds of stuff. And if you know if the big alligator walking on two legs, you know, hey, there you go. Um, you met you mentioned bigfoot, and we have a mutual friend in Rob Robinson, the, the legend tripper. Uh, you've done some, you've done some Bigfoot investigations also, right? Yeah, we've gone on, uh, well, down here they're called skunk ape hunts. Skunk apes, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. uh, but, uh, yeah, we've done that. We've done, uh, we actually did, uh, uh, one Bigfoot hunt up in Georgia. Uh, and, uh, we've been on, um, we've been out in the Ocala National Forest a lot and, uh, the Green Swamp, uh, here in Florida. For those of you not familiar, that's the big, you know, when you look at a nighttime picture of Florida and you see all those lights, near the beaches and all the big city lights a little further inland. And then you get these two big dark spots. And, you know, some of that's the Everglades is one of the, you know, the Southern one, but then uh-huh. the two big hard spot, dark spots in the middle is the Ocala national forest and the green swamp. And those well, areas are still wild. Well, we're going to get back. I want to talk a little bit more, more about Bigfoot and some of the other legends in just a second, but we're about ready to take our next break. So folks stay with us. I have Mark Muncy the, of Erie, Florida with us. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? 
have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout. My guest tonight, Mark Muncy of the Erie, Florida fame. Mark, just before we took our break, we were talking a little bit about um, uh, Swamp swamp ape skunk ape here in, in florida many people refer to him as bigfoot yeti all kinds of things um a lot of times folks will talk to you about ghosts but i want to hear a little bit more about your experience with uh with the skunk ape have you ever actually uncovered any evidence yourself or been seen seen any evidence of its existence well what's interesting is we were actually going to the Mayaca state forest uh which is a little south of sarasota uh, on uh, this side, you know, of the state and uh, the Gulf Coast, and we were uh, heading there for a different reason. We uh, there had been recent sightings of a flying humanoid uh, that some people were calling a gargoyle, and uh, and we were invited there by a couple of truck drivers who had seen it on their run, and uh, and then some campers in the area. So we were out there talking to campers about this and we were trying to explain to him you know what a cormoran is which is a bird that kind of looks like a gargoyle from a distance mm-hmm. and just making sure that wasn't what they saw and a couple of the campers were like no we know what a cormoran is this is this was different so it was something we were looking into for that and then on our way back one of the guides no uh, was a uh, a uh, bigfoot hunter in the area a, a skunk ape hunter and uh, he pulls us aside and says hey look over here and sure enough, there were prints and they were not, you know, you know, the class, they were the classic, you know, four toe and mm-hmm. giant. And he immediately pulls out his, you know, plaster casting kit that he had with him because he's an expert. You know, that's what he did. We were going for something else, but here we got this. And uh, so we took some photos. He took the cast and we were going to come back the next day. It was way off the trail. So we thought we were pretty safe you know come back the next day to get the casts and the, that day suddenly there was a controlled burn in that area mm-hmm. that was not announced and so immediately my conspiracy theory ha- you know hackles start going up <laughs> and, uh, mm. and I'm like there was our evidence and it's gone um, you know with a controlled burn um, and you know and it's like what you know Maybe, you know, who knows? But that was definitely one of the coolest things in the wild as far as skunk apes go. Uh, we heard a lot of noises and seen some unusual things, but that was the one that I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a perfect footprint. And it was we were literally where nobody else had been. And why well, would that they be out here? Well, that was my next question, especially with a guy and I'm not casting dispersions, uh, just being the skeptical cop that I am. Uh, any chance that that foot was contrived or put there? See, that was my thought was maybe this guy did, but, you know, one reason why I don't mention names on this story uh, no. is because I'm still, uh, jury's still out, uh, to use another legal term there, uh, but I don't <laughs> think he was. I think, I th- honestly, he was as surprised to find it as we were. We almost stepped on it. And wow. that's when, you know, he was, he was like, we were looking for the general direction that these campers had pointed out the gargoyle was flying over and then we see this and that area has got some odd stories all about it and that area uh-huh. so we do find you know some of these things tend to congregate in hot spots i mean there's there's theories now that you know bigfoot you know and some of these other unusual things you know they tie to green flash stories and some other phenomena so these communities that used to be so separate, the UFO groups, the paranormal groups, and the, the Bigfoot groups, they would always go, well, I don't talk to those yahoos, I don't talk to those weirdos, you know, uh, and all that. And now we're starting to realize maybe there's some overlap. And maybe some dimensional issues, huh? Exactly. And, you yeah. know, what we like to call uh, preternatural, not supernatural. It's it's stuff we don't understand yet. The preternatural one generation becomes the natural of the next uh, great Shirley Jackson quote. Uh, so, so tell me, do you spend any time in the UFO community? Do you spend time looking at any of those legends? Oh yeah, quite a bit. We, we've been up to Gulf Breeze many times. 
uh, and uh, we've talked to many witnesses. Uh, we've been on a UFO watch. Uh, didn't see anything completely unusual. We were up near Eglin Air Force Base and um, you know Pensacola Naval Station, so we did see some you know strange stuff in the lights at night. But it could easily have just been some aircraft that they're testing at night that they don't want anybody to see. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the boat stories are amazing. These people, a lot of USOs, the submerged objects, and then they tend to become UFOs. They, you know, are under the water and then suddenly they take off flying and they don't make any noise, barely displace the water and, you know, fly away at incredible speeds. Uh, and the people who, who saw that, I mean, they, there's no reason, you know, they're not looking for names. They're not looking for trying to get on, you know, ancient aliens or anything. These people don't even know what that is. They're just telling their story. And, um, it's uh, it's it's pretty incredible all these fields and and now here in Tampa Bay I've had several people talk about you know the Black Triangle stuff over the bay now there's mm-hmm. McDill Air Force Base down here so and, I, and we tend to lean a little more towards the terrestrial on this we think they are some sort of experimental thing that they just don't want us to know about yet uh, because I remember one day driving home from school one day way back in the high school days. And seeing this, these F-16s escorting what looked like a flying saucer. I mean, swear. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's a flying saucer. It's broad daylight. And the F-16s are escorting it. They're going to announce it to the world. Get home. I turn on the news. I'm trying to find, you know, where's the news? And it was the unveiling of the stealth bomber. Uh, which, if you hadn't seen it before, looked a heck of a lot like a UFO in the, in the you know, in reality. Well, we were talking earlier about uncovering history and actually finding answers that at times were stranger than uh, than the fiction. But don't you also think that sometimes folks honestly believe they see something, but either don't have the, the knowledge or the background to identify it as something that's actually terrestrial or real, and it becomes therefore a legend. Do you find that happening? Oh, yeah, quite a bit. I mean, that's what we were talking about, the we still are pretty sure that the gargoyles were a cormoran. Uh, <laughs> you know, just, just a big one, because we did find several cormoran nests in that area. Um, and they do, when you're in the dark, yeah, I would I would buy that as a, you know, as a gargoyle. Or even, yeah. in a, even on a sunny day, if one's flying at my truck, it's 80 miles an hour, yeah, I'm going to panic. Well, I think those are the same birds we call snake birds over here, the big long neck, and they dive under the water. Exactly, and they got kind of the long yeah. wings, and they... They, yep. they, they, they do tend to hover and you see the little dangly, you know, their, their tail feathers look like little legs. And so, yeah, it would look like a gargoyle in flight. Well, uh, but other, no, go ahead. Well, Sorry. Uh, well, other than your daughter uh, and the event in St. Augustine, which I, I find pretty fantastic, what's the best piece of evidence, whether it be UFOs, skunk ape, ghosts, what's the best piece of evidence that you've come across while you're um, while you're out researching with these groups, uh, but yeah, it's funny you find this stuff in uh, you know we're out in the hunts and stuff. We find some good evidence. You hear, you know, you know, we get a lot of EVPs and stuff that you know. And, and it's funny because you do find the groups that are trying to show off for you. And <laughs> um, I remember one in particular uh, was showing his EMF detector as he ran along the wall. It just kept spiking as you ran across the wall and I was noticing it was about every 14 feet. And I said, yeah, that's some studly ghost. All right. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he, that's, they knew they'd been caught. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, no, it's fine guys. You know, we don't expect every night to be Halloween. We know you don't have to, you know, put on a dog and pony show for us. We're just writers. Yeah. yeah and, and, and researchers it's, you know, but that's, yeah, so you get that just as much as you get the good stuff. But in the history archives and in museums, that's when you get some stuff that you're like, whoa, where did this come from? And what is this picture? And, uh, you know, how have I never heard about this? And then you go out and investigate those sites. And that's where you get your best evidence. We found one that was a uh, it was a mineral spring spa up in uh, Claremont. And I'd never heard of it. And it was a uh, there was a postcard from it in this old history archive, showing um, basically a, a, a face of a woman in the well that had uh, sprung up. Now it had long closed. We couldn't find any location on it. The postcard didn't have an address, of course. You know, and this is ancient history, so there's no you know googling it 
or anything like that. It's from the 20s and 30s as a tourist attraction. So we had to dig. We had to dig. We finally found an old tourist map with it. And we go and figure out the location. And it is now a golf course. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wonder if that well is still out there, you know, in the spring. And we go out and we get to the spring and there's no face in it. There's no nothing, but there it is. So as we take the pictures and we get home, well, I was a little disappointed. I'm like, oh man, I wanted to see the face in the water and all that. And we get home and we're looking through the photos and there is a reflection of a face in the water that we did not notice on our screens at the time. But when we blew it up on the big screen, there it was. So that's the best evidence we got. And absolutely no possibility that 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 reflection could have been somebody looking down while you were taking the picture. So that we were the only two people there at the time. Uh-huh. It is okay. possible that it's a you know some weird light effect because it's not a clear face, but it does come awfully close to that postcard, which uh, you know it could just be a trick of the light of the well. Pareidolia, maybe. Yeah, exactly. That we just happened to catch with our digital camera, you know, eighty years later. So, uh-huh. but you never know. You never know. You it's, never... it's definitely the one that gives me the chills. Yeah, and you're you. We all get that one thing that just gives us pause. Is it for real? And I got to tell you, I appreciate your use of history. Um, we're getting ready to take our, our last break here, but when we get back, Mark, I want to talk about the phenomenon I call a paranormal tourism. I believe you use the term dark tourism but i'd like to chat with you about that and kind of get a feel of where where this is going in in our society today so folks stay with us uh this is paranormal stakeout my guest tonight mark muncie we'll be back right after these messages If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Exxone, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. 
free video on demand, live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout. We've had a great discussion tonight with my guest, Mark Muncy of Erie, Florida. I uh, want to just take a second to make sure that you're aware of some of his books that are out there. Uh, Freaky Florida, Creepy Florida, um, and of course, Erie, Florida. And uh, the upcoming one, I believe, Erie Travels is coming up soon. Uh, Mark's website is Erie, Florida, and that's spelled E-E-R-I-E Florida.com So check out his websites and I'd also like you to check out the websites here at the Exxon Nation www.xzbn.net and by going there you're going to see some of the best programming in the paranormal and supernatural you'll find anywhere so I want to encourage all of you to uh, check out the, the um, site and see some of the great programming. You can also find me at www.paranormalstakeout.com or the um, website for my team, www.paranormalfbi.com. So we'd love to hear from you and get your comments and thoughts. Mark, once again, as always with you, the show goes quick because it's, it's always fun chatting with you and hearing about the legends out there. But in this last few minutes that we have together, I want to talk about um, well, what I call paranormal tourism. You call it dark tourism. Uh, folks have always wanted to know about the unknown. They wanted to know what's on the other side. Uh, and it just seems to be growing. What are your thoughts on that? Agree or disagree? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, uh, I mean, just look at Casadega, our wonderful little town of weird in the middle of Florida, founded by psychics. And, you know, and mediums, but they used to hate the fact that people would come there looking for ghosts and demons, the devil's chair, all these other legends. And they would be like, no, no, there's no cemetery here. There's no nothing. Go away. You know, you can just come here for spiritual enlightenment. And then suddenly they realized that there's money in ghosts and paranormal. So suddenly they're like, oh, the hotel's haunted. The ghosts were here all the time. They were just hiding in this room. We just didn't know. Come on out. Let's have a ghost tour. Let's have a ghost walk. And. And it's so funny because it's like a total 180 from just even maybe five, ten years ago. And uh -huh. uh, I think with the rise of the paranormal TV shows, uh, I mean, you look at Travel Channel now and Discovery Channel or even history to an extent. There's, you know, you'll still see some stuff on the Romans or, you know, some on Rome or Greece. But that used to be the, all the channel was. Now the channel is ancient aliens and, you know, and, you know, or, uh, paranormal, you know, dead files and, you know, ghost adventures and all that. I mean, 90% of their channel is ghosts and monsters. So, you know, river monsters and, you know, mountain yeah. men finding Bigfoot. It's, it's, oh my gosh. And so that's made it into the tourism too. You know, every town, I mean, you used to go to St. Augustine, there were three or four ghost tours. Now there's a dozen, yep. you know, Key West is, you know, full, every beach town in Florida has a ghost tour. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's amazing. And it's, there's history in them, which is great to go on one that'll give you the history and give you some of the real tales, you know, and, you know, and that's, that's great. And then there's some that just do the, you know, the famous ones, sure. um, which is fine too. But, uh, you know, there's one down in Key West, you get to go see Robert the doll at night. You know, that's fantastic. You know, you know, people used to never get to do that. Now you do. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I do tours here in Vero. Uh, they're historical tours, historical ghost tours. And I really am intrigued at the uptick. And a lot of a lot of folks do want to hear the history. They also want to hear the haunted history. And it just seems like the, uh, the thirst for more knowledge or experience is almost insatiable with, with folks. And so I'm, I'm actually seeing an uptick when I, I thought it was going to kind of maybe go the other way, but it hasn't. And um, I'm kind of curious as to your opinion. Is it, is, has the interest really grown? I can't really say it's from just the TV. The TV shows have been out for so long. It's, it's also the Internet. I mean, you, you now have yeah. – you can go online and click and suddenly, you know, where before you were afraid, oh, man, if I tell anybody about this ghost story yeah. you know, that, you know, that happened to me – Nobody's going to believe me, but now you're one click away from a million people groups mm -hmm. 
that that have the same experience that want to know your story that you know will not ridicule you will not think less of you and that's why we're getting so many more stories and so many more legends are coming out and then i even think you know even back when creepypasta and all those things started coming out and people were making up their own urban legends and so you know look at slender man and all that you know but it opened up other stuff like for us looking into we knew there was a tampa bay tie to slender man and that helped us look up the Tampa Bay Trestle Bridge monster, which is, oh my gosh, it seems to be an inspiration for Slenderman. And that's a whole nother thing we got to go into. And so, yeah, I think it's just, it's getting bigger. It's getting more interest. People definitely come up to us more freely with ghost stories now than even five years ago. Oh, yeah. I, oh, absolutely. And I, I had just uh, taken a trip to England uh, and I was getting calls over there about when you're doing the next tours. But this this upsurge, this interest, which especially with the history, I, I'm really pleased about because I love talking about history. But there's a bad side, the dark side of this, if you will. And that's the folks that are making things up for profit or to take advantage of. Yeah, and, like, uh it's, what are you seeing with that? Uh, you definitely see that. You see, because of the amount of people doing it, there's competition now. So it becomes the I've got to outdo the other guy. Mm-hmm. And, it's you know, it's even happening on the TV shows. You know, every week's got to be Halloween. Every week something spooky's got to happen. Yeah. And it's like, you, you know, that's not going to be the way on a ghost tour. But these ghost tours, you know, oh, let's hand you, we're giving you equipment so you can go into this haunted building and you'll get, you know, if you see anything unusual, let us know. And, and, you know, and suddenly you're, everybody's EMF detectors go off and you're in a building with alarm systems and Wi-Fi <laughs> and all this. Of course your EMF detector is going to go off. You know, everybody's got their cell phone on, you know, uh, but if you go on a real tour, you know, with real professionals, they're going to tell you, hey, turn your phones to airplane mode so that there's no Wi-Fi, no nothing getting out, you know, right. do all this. And a lot of people think, oh, they're doing this because they, you know, they don't want, you know, they don't want to know people to know that they're boring. It's like, no, they're the ones that are legit. They're the ones trying to help you. Uh, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's it's so frustrating when you go on a tour that's so amazing and you get all the history and you get some really cool places. And then you go on another tour later and they drive by these amazing places to tell you something they made up about the restaurant on the corner because mm-hmm. the restaurant paid them some money to draw you in there for a you know a pub crawl, or or we've actually got folks uh, and and I've had some recent experiences with this with folks that try to tell you something that they're not or or make claims that they can't do, and that concerns me. So the question I got to ask you, you're I I know your work, I know your metal. What do we do as, um, for lack of a better term, an industry or a field of endeavor? What do we do to police ourselves? How do we keep those types of uh, individuals or those situations out of the picture? How do we how do we resolve that? I honest, I honestly think it is just a matter of peer review because you can't. You know, I I, I see so many people. Well, I'm a certified Bigfoot hunter. I'm a certified ghost What's hunter. Certified by who? That's exactly. There's no authority on this. It's still, you know, thank you. Verge science. I mean, you know, they're, you know, it's still, you know, chiropractic medicine is still not a hundred percent, you know, you know, by our fields, you know, many doctors go, that's, you know, superstition. So yeah, but it does help people make them feel better. So yeah, it's, I think parapsychology and paranormal and Bigfoot hunting and all that. I think, you know, if you've got the expertise and you've got experience, you can say that. And I definitely think if you, you know, that's why so many of the legit ones are like, please just, you know, point out on TripAdvisor, point out on Yelp, point out on, I'm talking about the old guy ones here, showing my age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, that's why they're so important to put up, you know, please put up a good review for me, you know, because, hey, you know, that place over there has billboards and, you know, a team of 30 guys who jump out and scare you, which, you know, that's fun, too. You know, I like those tours where some people mix in some of my old haunted house techniques with their tour. But as long as they're still telling the real story and some real history with it, I'm cool with that. Um, I love some of the Ghosts and Gravestone stuff where they dress up as characters and give the oh, POV yeah, I, perspective I can deal with that. You know, of the history. You know, that's cool. I love that. Um, you know, just don't make up stuff. You know, uh, that, that's uh, we went to Savannah and we went on several ghost tours and many of them were excellent. And we went on one that was just, they would skip the main stories 
they would tell some of the famous ones, but you know, different variants, but then they would tell some ones that were just like, what? I have never heard this. And I, you know, sure enough, you look it up, there's nothing on it. You start digging into it. Mm-hmm. It's something, some college kid made up just because they were, you know, they were, they're running the tour bus and no one's going to stop them. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it should be buyer beware, check out before you take one of these tours. And remember, if they're not going to talk about history, then the rest doesn't matter because without history, all this other paranormal stuff just doesn't matter. And then one other thing I'm going to mention real quick, and this is the drum that I beat all the time, standards and training. We've got to come up with standards and training in our field in order for folks to be credible so that we're doing things the same way. That's just my feeling on it. Without standards and training, you cannot move forward. It's still become, it's, it remains a rabble. That's my opinion anyway. I would like it if they would label, you know, they just say a theatrical haunt experience. There you go. Yeah. Or something like that. Then you can be like, okay. And you know, if they even just say, Oh, it's, you know, a story, an evening of stories and legends. That's Mm -hmm. fantastic. You know, that that's fine. You're not saying, you know, you know, that this is real when they, when they say real haunts, real buildings, real this, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when you start to go, okay, that's cool. But you know, let's make sure they're real. And that, you know, and that's what I want to see that. And, and that's when you need to, you know, if you go on one of these tours and you hear the ghost story, look it up. I mean, there's so many websites that do it too. Uh, we were talking before the show about, uh, you know, one infamous one that we all talk mm-hmm. about that it has some real stories, but then they have these completely weird, wild versions of them written on it, you know, that have nothing to do with the real ghost or the yeah. real legend or the real monster. And you're just like, you know, the real cryptid. And you're just mm-hmm. like, this is, you know, oh my gosh. And, and it leads so many people on wild goose chases. It Ugh. does. And, and unfortunately, my friend, keep it real, folks. That's the message here tonight. But unfortunately, Mark, our time has come to an end. So, folks, uh, I'm going to sign off now, but I appreciate everybody listening. Thank you, Mark Muncy, for being here. Be with us next week, folks. And until then, we'll see you on the other side. Good night. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com. 
exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Thank you.